People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. What's up, folks? Hey, I want to tell you about our new local sponsors. You hear all the corporate sponsors and everything before, during, and after the show. But these people right here are folks in my community that I actually shop with, work with, do something along those lines with that when they say they want to come on board and be a sponsor of the show, it tickles the hell out of me, and I love them being a part of it. First one I want to tell you all about is Dolly's Delights. Now, this lady right here not only has dealt with me and all my hard-headed friends when it comes to getting tuxes or fitted for weddings or whatever, she always goes above and beyond. Uh, One of my buddies who got married last year, they forgot my shoes. She went somewhere, picked them up for me to make sure that I was looking good and matching everybody else. She also got some great candy and some other stuff in her store. She's got this white trash candy. If you've never ate it, go get it. Go to her store right now and get it. It's awesome. But she goes above and beyond to take care of her customers. And I'm just grateful that she's my friend. I'm grateful she's a sponsor on the show. So y'all do me a favor. Go check out Dolly's Delights. It's on uh, 5122 3rd Avenue in Eastman. The phone number there is 478-231-7237. And tell her that I sent you. If you, I know it's tux and wedding season. You're not going to get a better price or a better person that you have to deal with than her. So go check out Dolly's Delights and tell them that I sent you. Now, a couple days ago, I did a show with Miss Lori from Lori's Dive-In over in Alamo. She brought me and Gracie all types of food, even a keto pizza, a cauliflower pizza. I've never ate anything like that before in my life. And let me tell you, it was banging. The wings were amazing. She does this special mix-up with lemon pepper and buffalo, and it's out of this world. Her wings are cooked better than almost any place I've ever been. Um, So what else did she bring us? She brought us fried Oreos. She brought us fried pickles. Uh, The barbecue was awesome. The hamburger was banging. When you go there, too, folks, you can go back and listen to the whole episode between me and her. Her staff is awesome. You feel like you're at home. It's just the best little place around. I know whenever we go through Alamo or I'm going down 16, I'm going to divert myself to go get lunch there. Y'all, please go check her out. Her phone number is 912-568-1644. It's on Commerce Street over in Alamo. You can't miss it. It's Lori's Dive-In. Go get fed good. Go get treated good. You're not going to get better service from better people anywhere around here. So go check her out now. Let me tell you guys about the baddest insurance agent around these parts, Miss Jenna Carr. She's an alpha insurance agent. She handles home, auto, 
Life and Business. She's located in Macon, Georgia at 3312 Northside Drive, Suite C-160. Uh, let me tell you about Miss Jenner. Not only is she just the sweetest, cutest damn thing you ever seen, but she takes care of business like a true professional. I love dealing with her. Uh, she's done got me hooked up with life insurance because, let's be honest, I'm going to need it. And uh, every time I've ever dealt with her, a complete pleasure. So, y'all do me a favor now. Give her a call and go look her up on social media. Jenna Carr, Alpha Insurance Agency. And that phone number in Macon is 478-621-7065. Tell her that you need the same package, home, life, auto, all that good stuff that she hooked me up with. This one's a new one. This is a cool new sponsor of our show. DC Trophy Company. Miss Vicki Hardiman. Thank you very much for being a sponsor on the show. Let me tell y'all what she made for me. This woman really likes my show. I really dig her. She made me a podcast trophy for having the number one show in Georgia. It also says number one bleep talker. I bleeped myself. <laughs> uh, she's awesome. She can handle all your softball, baseball, football, basketball, all your trophy needs. And the work that she does is top notch. Y'all go check her out right now. She also does awards and everything else for schools, for individuals. Um, she just makes the greatest stuff. And if you even own a business and you want to give employee the month or anything like that, she can do all that stuff as well. So I want y'all to go check her out now at 5122 3rd Avenue, Eastman, Georgia, 31023. That phone number is 478-231-2364. DC Trophy Company. So recently here at the studio, we had a tornado came through. And when it did, we needed a new roof put on. We needed some work done to it. And my dude, Mr. Brad Devane, with Classic Roofing and Construction at 478-832-9229 came and gave me a free estimate, and then they hooked us up. Uh, it was an insurance job, and they took care of it right away, but they also handle out-of-pocket. And what's cool about them, they've got 30 years' experience. They don't collect a single dime until the whole job is done. They do a full walk-around with the homeowner just to make sure that everything is up to the homeowner's standard, and then they collect. I know when we needed them most here at Raising Grace Studios, they did us an amazing job, and I'm glad to have them on board with us. So check out Classic Roofing and Construction now. Give Mr. Brad Devane a call at 478-832-9229. That is classic roofing and construction. You guys want to know where I go to have a good time in making when I'm also wanting to get some good food and listen to some good music? I go down to Cashman's Pub at 370 Cherry Street in Macon, Georgia. Every time me and my buddies go there, no matter who it is, they've got a really good band playing. I'll tell y'all this. I love their buffalo chicken wraps. Plus, they have Buffalo Trace, one of the few bars around that carries it. So you're going to get the best drinks, good damn service, with good people. 
I know that I enjoy it, and all my friends do nothing but brag about it. Every Friday and Saturday, you can catch us there, but also we go there during the week when we get a wild hair. I know I can catch all my Bulldogs games, all my Braves games, and any NFL games there. They're going to have them on the TV. They're going to have drink specials, and it's just going to be a great environment for you to laugh, cut up, have fun with your friends. To me, it's my favorite little spot in Macon. If you don't know about it, go Order one of their shot specials and tell them that I sent you. That is Cashman's Pub down on Cherry Street, Macon, Georgia. Phone number 478-219-9703. Y'all go run a bar tab up and tell the bartenders that the Josh Terry Podcast said hey. What's up, fam? Hey, on the show today with me, I got some fellow podcasters. Uh, one, I've had the pleasure of bullshitting with several times now on social media. Oh, by the way, shout out to Logic uh, Technology. What a fuck company this is. That literally, I went and bought a new mouse and keyboard a while ago, a wireless one. This thing sucks. I, this thing sucks worse than Anna Nicole Smith. This motherfucker is horrible. If I have to move it one more time out of my way. Anyway, uh I don't think Logic will be sponsoring me. See, I'm, I'm smart about that. If I think that they're going to sponsor me or ever give me money, I would never say that, but they're never going to do it. Uh, so let me introduce you to, it's, uh, it's, what is it, Two Broads, One Podcast? Yes. <laughs> I like that name. I like that name. I like how you did take it from uh, Two Girls, One Cup, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, tra- <laughs> you trashy bitches. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I want to introduce y'all to Miss uh, Jessica James and Miss Harley. Uh, I don't know if you even go by a full Jessica James. I don't fucking know. I saw that name pop up on uh, a while ago, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a trashy podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go by Jess. Uh, yeah, I felt the same way. Like, Jess, Jesse, I don't know which one's the most uh, alluring. Neither one of them is bad, but you throw that James in at the end, and it just sounds like you got a rebel flag somewhere at your house. Exactly. <laughs> well, I feel like there's already two legendary Jesse Jameses. I feel like I could add to that, but there's two? I guess we'll see. Yeah, the outlaw and then the porn star. There's a porn star named Jesse <laughs> James. Yes. Only you would know that, though. Me? Yes, uh, you. I, I mean, I guess it's mostly people told me that. I was like, wait, really? It's like, oh shit. Okay. I mean. Whatever. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna add to that historical factor. Like, oh, there's three. I only know messages. of actual one porn star. Her name's Mia. And the only reason I know that is because I bought my ex a flashlight that was molded from her vagina. Mia Khalifa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. did what? <laughs> I bought. So when my ex, my now ex, was on deployment, I bought him a gag. It's not really a gag gift. It's more like a ha ha go fuck yourself, and bought him a flashlight. It sounds like you was, did. Yeah, he well, he wasn't sticking his dick in the flashlight is another thing. But Whoa. here we are. <laughs> oh, some people like care. variety. Huh? We're hitting we're oh, hitting shit. home runs off the bat with this. I am hey, down. Welcome to being with Harley and Jess with two broads. <laughs> I know and together we are HJ, you know. Yes, it hand jobs. <laughs> we laugh about that a lot. Like, we didn't even do that on purpose either. No, I just like it. When they were like, oh, we have to put a name into with your podcast and shit, like your first name. I just put our initials. And then somebody literally made a comment. They were like, why the fuck did you put HJ as your name? Because when it shows up on your platforms, it says HJ on it. And I was like, because that's our fucking initials. No shit. They're like, do you not know what the fuck that stands for? And I was like, 
Oh, wait. no, mm-hmm. Harley and Jess. And they're like, no, hand job. I was like, oh, well, it's on brand they, for us. So it I works. call it that makes sense. I call it the good old fashioned. I don't I don't <laughs> like that. That's my thing. I always call it the good old fashioned. That's that's the what the the good ladies, the good ladies know how to just give you a good old fashioned every once in a while. You know what? I Maybe because I come from an old school area that I've heard that before. Yeah. You, if for some reason there's just something about it, you're like, all right. OK, but yeah. then what do you call a blowjob? A good time. A good time. Okay. <laughs> no what's the beer best time. one where it's like you're asleep? Oh, what's called a, a ZJ? Because I've got hit with that a couple of times when we first came out and it was like HJ and they're like, oh, well, what about that, a ZJ? That's called rape. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Harley. Wait, what the fuck hold are you on. Doing? No, hold on a second. You if wake them gonna... up first. Y'all are finna but go if... down a slippery slope with me and I'm going to teach you. You know what? Let's, let's ball. I don't. <laughs> We're all getting canceled. I tell Holocaust jokes on this bitch. So we ain't getting oh, canceled. God. <laughs> you're fine no but no go, go ahead and say what you was gonna say yeah but guys talk about how they want to get woken up in the morning by a girl giving them a blowjob so is this still rape right. uh okay so here's my problem with that and i don't care i don't care i haven't woke up to one i'm 35 years old i can't tell you last time i woke up to one so as far as i'm concerned everybody's waking up to one can go to hell in the first place <laughs> but two I'm all about this, like, one weird thing. Like, I, I really like equality. Like, I really, really do. That's why I make a lot of stupid fucking jokes I make on here, because if somebody can pick on my ass, I'm going to pick on you. I don't give a fuck who you are <laughs> or what you're doing. But also, on the other side of that, it's like the Me Too movement and all that type of shit or whatever, I always look at it as if it was the opposite thing done. So, oh, absolutely. So the reason why I make that joke is be like, oh, that's right. It's because if I was to do that to you, it's not it's not funny anymore. But you do it to me, it's like ah ha ha, got him. Right. Wait, are right. we still talking about giving head in the morning? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you've dated somebody, been somebody a long time, I guess it's different. But if it's like a like, it's weird. I'm weird about shit like. That. Trust me, I want to wake up with somebody like that. Don't get don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm I've, like- I've just maybe I, I'm the weird one. No, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're not. I just always, whenever I can make a point about mm. like the me too shit, and there's a lot of it. I 100. I got a daughter, and I like I'm all about women in power. I'm probably kind of a feminist in some ways, actually. You a feminist? Yeah. No way. I am. Interesting. I am because like that's my little superstar, right? And like oh, I want she's her to, funny as fuck. Yeah, like I want her to be like this badass Viking fucking queen. So we were even watching where well, I was watching. She watched it with her mother at their house. But uh that new movie on Netflix that the luckiest girl alive. Have y'all watched that yet? Not no, yet. I haven't. I, I I don't I think I see I've seen the preview of it. <clears throat> it's with Mila Kunis, right? Yep, you gotta go watch it. So like okay. by the end of it, I hated men. I, I, no shit, by the end of it, I hated men. And then there's this movie that came out a couple years ago. This got fine-ass Margot Robbie in it. It's got Nicole Kidman. It's called Bombshell. And it's talking about these women that worked at Fox News and how they ended up getting fired and all the shit they went through and everything. I hate men. Like, that's one reason why I'm so blunt and honest about everything that I do, because you ain't never mixing up my fucking words. Like you, I might sound like a piece of shit some of the times, but you're going to know exactly where I stand. If you're coming over to my house at three o'clock in the morning, you know why the fuck you're coming over to my house three o'clock in the morning. There's not going to be no accusations, no nothing. 
Like, oh, yeah. But what I was saying about the luckiest girl alive and the rest of those, I mean, it kind of makes you want to be a feminist as a man, just not like an extreme feminist. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes, and this goes for anything, a lot of people go so forward that they kind of go backward. Um, so it's just good to just stay, you know, balanced, grounded. That is a really good line. Yeah. That is a really, really good line. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, what didn't make a lot of sense is when I was skipping through y'all's podcast, though. Oh, boy. And oh, uh, boy. y'all just went straight for the gutter, didn't you? <laughs> that's what that's we aim for literally so that's the one thing that i love about why so jess and i met through podcasting and uh over a year ago actually because we both have our separate podcasts that are super like super serious advocacy work um especially when it comes to military mental health like all kinds Detox. of shit. yeah yeah like very serious things um and we've even traveled together like we got back in march we went to washington dc together um and did we got we raised five hundred dollars for an organization called the Veteran Success Resource Group, which is why I always like tell you like, hey, here's another organization because I know you do a lot of stuff for veteran organizations. So two broads, actually, the money that we gave them, we signed the big check, and it said two generous broads. That's cool. <laughs> That's what we did, and but we came up with this podcast because again, we both have very serious ones, but we were both like, yo, I want to start not having because we were really strict on what we talk about on the other ones like we're very this is like our platform this is what we talk about this is the things and we finally both were like you know what fuck it I want to have fun I want to not have a script type of thing and not have a certain dialogue that I have to talk and a lot of our topics actually come from our listeners like a lot of them some of them pertain to us Mm -hmm. um that's going on in our lives <laughs> especially this last episode you, people came in fucking hot with these topics and you know what that's the cool thing though is that Jess and I we're like how you are we're blunt about things we're real about things and we're authentic and we just don't we give a fuck but we don't give a fuck to the point where we're like you know what this is just how it is like that's and that's cool. where the where it came from because we're like we want to have fucking fun be real normalize weird shit that's not really weird and yeah, we're just too, that's why I said when authentic meets spiciness, because like you never know what the fuck you're going to get on our episodes. Hold on two seconds. Come here. Bye, I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, I won't see you tomorrow. Sorry, I tell Gracie. Bye, everybody. All right, first off, I forgot that you served. Thank you for your service, by the way. Uh, we both, Harley. Well, I was I, about to say she did too. I'm oh, still in, but she is well, thank a both of you. Oh, this makes <laughs> that makes me like I'll even fucking more. I already like that about you. I didn't know that you, I didn't know they let people with, you know, those kind of names in the military. Uh, <laughs> I figured they would just be like, no, this person's too badass to be in our military. Like, they're definitely going to go Batman and go rogue <laughs> on everybody. Uh, exactly. I wanted to push a button and they wouldn't let me. <laughs> yeah. You seem like the type that would. Um, no. So that makes for the best podcast, though, when it's generic and not scripted. I listen to people, they'll send me clips all the time because they want my advice or whatever, helping them get started or they get to a wall and when they get to that wall they just can't go no more like it they're not growing or whatever and uh i try to tell everybody the same thing give them all the same advice is the generic conversations are the best ones like you take a little bit that somebody gives you or an idea and you just fucking roll with it if you're a good uh 
If you're good at conversation, that's all a podcast is. You have to be able to carry on a conversation, make valid points, not sound like a fucking moron. Uh, I mean, that's it. Make some dirty jokes or just make some off the wall. You got to relate with your audience. You you have to be an individual too. There's people that try to start them and they fail so quick and they give up because there are some people that was recently really, and they're still big on social media. They tried to start one and they were getting no downloads. And they're like, this is stupid. I get a hundred thousand views on every video that I post. Why am I not getting this? Or like, and I listened to their show and told them, I was like, because it's boring. You, you, you're taking quotes from movies. You're taking, you know, one-liners that you've heard in a stand-up. You're taking Snapchat, or not Snapchat, but TikTok sounds and shit. And you're thinking that you can carry on a conversation, entertain people? Absolutely not. Just a little bit, I've been sitting here doing this shit with y'all. You can carry on a fucking conversation. Like, that's what people want. If you go read the intro to my show, it literally, I'm going to summarize it, but it's, Imagine sitting at across from a bar with somebody and making a friend by the time you get done talking. You never met this person before, but you end up having such a good conversation. You don't want to walk away by the end and you wishing you wishing you could buy them another drink when it's time to go. Like, that's what a good fucking show is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and y- and y'all, y'all doing good. I like it. I like it so far. Well, I appreciate we'll, it. We'll Thank see, you. We'll see if I fucking like y'all by the time we get done. Oh, uh, you know what? I will throw. I will come out. down there and throw hands with you. I don't care, Josh. I mean, it's you, more of a good time than a threat, but still. All I got to do is line dance the wrong way, and you won't keep up. <laughs> I see your honky ass line dancing. Honky ass. Oh I, no, he called I, me out. I am <laughs> as wide as fucking Wonder Bread. I am one of the. I am so fucking Caucasian. I am transparent. Like you can see through my skin. And I don't fucking line dance. Oh, hey, I did 14 years of cheerleading, so that kind of plays into helping with somewhat being uh, what is you, coordinated. There's the word. When you can't bang football players anymore, you start banging cowboys, right? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay, you got me on that. That was. I'll give you that. That was a good one. That's yep. Most of the ones I'm going to do if I keep drinking this liquor are going to be really good. What you, wait, what's the, are you drinking Woodford? Or what are you drinking today? Uh, if Woodford asks, I'm drinking it. Um, No, I'm drinking Crown right now. That Woodford you looks always like. always got something different, especially on your drinking top, the ones you do, the drinking game. Uh, Well, my go-to, I live tequila, in a, I, 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 oh, I love some fucking tequila, but my go, I, all I usually drink is whiskey. But where I live is an extremely small ass country town. Like, I'm the biggest fish in the smallest pond ever here. But our liquor store, we're a dry county, so I have to go one county over to even get liquor. I was liquor. about to ask if you were a yeah. tall one. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Well, I wanted, I want to raise my daughter and her mother does too in a Bible community. So that, that's yeah. what we live. It's this very Christian community. And we both are very happy here. I hate most of the people here, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. um, but they don't fucking sell liquor for what it actually costs. Like, I drink Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare. If I'm out at a fancier place, I'll drink Blanton's. But they all come from the same family. Blanton's is the grandpa. Eagle Rare is the dad. And Buffalo Trace is the son. So it's just age to a different point. Mm -hmm. And it's my favorite. But if I go to that liquor store right now and I want a fifth of Buffalo Trace, if they have it in, it's fucking $70. In Nashville, I get it for $22. Which you would think it would be the other way around. 
Yeah, exactly. The they don't have a problem getting it up there. And it's got as much as I love Nashville, it hurts my soul to buy pay six dollars for a bottle of bush beer. Uh, I would not fucking pay a I would give you a I would I would rather throw a bush beer at the fucking wall and drink it. I don't <laughs> I don't know how if I can't if ooh. I can't afford to drink what the fuck I want, I'm not drinking at all. That might as well get a goddamn no, that's a fair point. That is might as well get a fucking peps. Okay, to be fair. To be fair, to be fair. You do line dance, so it makes sense you drink bush beer. Boy. Anyways, mm -hmm. my grandfather, who is my best fucking friend, like my best friend, that's who, like, I am the feral trash panda that I am in the way that I am because of that man. Because of him is because of my obsession with Hank Jr., Bushlight, and Jim Beam. Those okay, I'll, I'll give you things. that. I'll give you that. So I used to be a huge Jim Beam guy. Huge Jim Beam. In our first... And our first logo up here for the show, I'm holding Jim Bean. I know, I noticed. Oh, nice. So, so I think like that in our new one, in our new one, we're holding Buffalo Trust. But in our first one, we're holding Jim Bean. And uh, my big brother is a songwriter uh, up in Nashville. He got me trying different stuff. He's like, Josh, you can't be fucking trash your whole life. Yeah, Jim Bean. Jim, yes, you can. Fuck no. yeah, you can. Yeah. You stay humble. Stay no. humble. Oh, no, no, no. I trust me. I know I'm still trash, but. If I can afford to drink what I want, I'm not drinking the cheap shit hurts your head the next day no more. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing about liquor, too, that a lot of people don't realize. It's not just that it costs more for it just because the distributor or whoever thinks that it should cost more. Right. Most of those cheaper ones are charcoal filtered. They're going to give you a horrible fucking hangover. The, the, the more expensive they got, the more filtering process, the better it did, the better stuff that's in it. You don't get hungover. Oh, that's true. That's true. I think yeah. a lot of people miss that point, but I did want to add, it just, it doesn't make sense. Like I'm in, I'm in Georgia now. I was in Colorado for a little bit. So, uh, but I grew up here and I, I just never made sense to me about the whole like Bible belt thing and like dry counties because, you know, I mean, you know, it's very cliche, but Jesus turned water into wine. Why can't I not buy liquor on Sundays or why are there dry counties? Um, are we just completely dismissing that blessing that he gave us. So that's all I'll have to say about dry counties. Like, come on, man. I like it. Uh, and I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. It's always made it difficult when you want to drink on Sundays. Mm. But there's something that's kind of special about, you know, that there's more people going to church than there is going to buy beer that day. Oh, okay. I can see that. You know, like, I, like when you I, – I like the fact that you live in a place that they have valued – so old school and such religious beliefs that we're not selling beer while the while church is open or we're not selling beer at all that day it's the holy day that's the part of the dry county part stupid it, it doesn't make sense but that aspect of it to me it does it shows a lot about your community it shows about mm. the people that are there now you can still go get meth whenever the fuck you want to <laughs> but oh God, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah but you can't go get beer and liquor i mean it, it makes it, it I like that asset of it. I can see that. But yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised with all the good stuff that you can get. There's always like fucking crackheads and meth heads. Uh, just doesn't make sense to me. But I mean, um, okay. on a lighter note, though, I need to make a point. You need to try if you haven't already. You need to try Jim Beam Red Stag with Coke. No, try, you have to try it at least. That's, once. The, that's the stuff that's got like a cherry flavoring, right? Black cherry. Okay, right. so did you try it? Yeah, I don't. I don't drink any flavored liquor. But you didn't try it though. No, I have. My friend drinks it with Sprite. 
Oh, I have tried oh, Sprite. Interesting. You All know I'd... what's another weird one? Jameson and Dr. Pepper. That one was the weirdest combo, but it was like so like it almost tastes not quite like bubble gum, but it was Y'all it was got y'all got Jameson a, days. Y'all got to drink Jameson and pickle juice, right? Oh, fuck yeah. That was my I first out, legal out not my legal. No, actually I was 15 my first time I tried. You've it. never took a shot of Jameson and pickle juice? Girl, if no, you I don't think it's so. A chaser, not together, it's a chaser. Oh, yeah, okay. It's called okay, a okay, we okay, call okay. everybody's got different like title for it. But we call them picklebacks. That's what we call Yeah, them too. okay, yes, I have had those. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say I was like together? I there was know. oh my god, there was one time this poor she was a new bartender. Okay. And I asked for a pickleback. I thought that was just like a universal term. Like I just thought no. every bartender, whatever. Because, I mean, I've been bartending almost 10 years now. So it's like, that's what I thought. Yes. On the side, I also bartend, but I thought that was just, again, universal term. Right. This poor girl. Mm. So she made it like a Jaeger bomb where she put the Jameson <laughs> in a shot glass and dropped the pickle juice inside the Jameson. And I was like, I literally just looked at my friend. I was like, fuck, whatever. We're going to take it because we paid for it, but whatever. But still. So at that moment, I was like, dude, how do I word this and not sound like an asshole? Because I hate when people like try to critique me and my bartending. Like I've been doing it long enough. Like tell me your preference on how you like things. But that's one of those shots that I feel like should be a universal. Like, no, they don't. You don't intermingle them. Right. Kind of like an old fashioned. Like there's. Yeah, I hate just, fucking old fashioned. Yeah, they're oh god. Oh, too classy for those. I work, Jess. You've been in the bar that I work in. I cannot tell you the when I tell you we have the most basic and some weird shit. Like we have hypnotic. I'd never heard of hypnotic until I worked at this fucking bar. But we have when I tell you we are a honky tonk line dancing club, whatever. And I get asked for fucking Hennessy and to make old fashions. It is I. I Literally, I'm the biggest. So I'm a smart ass. Shocker, <laughs> I know. And I look at them. I'm like, what kind of establishment do you think you're in right now? Right. You got to know Moscow your place. Mule. I'm a Moscow Mule. I hate also. those too. They're disgusting. And first off, you got to have. Co- I, I will never, ever make a Moscow Mule without a copper cup. It actually tastes very, very different if you do not have it in a copper cup. They're yeah. gross regardless to me. Yeah. Like ginger beer is just. Ugh. Anyways. I hate the people that order them. Is it that me? Me uh, it, so basic white girls? No, it, it's not. It's like guys. I'm I'm hollering oh, out at I'm hollering at my big brother right now because he likes that fancy shit. Fuck you as a bartender. Yeah. Fuck you. Look, he takes me to these places that when you go into it, I like fucking dive bars. I like the, seat tra- the best. I like the trailer trash people. If there was still sawdust <laughs> on the floor and swinging doors, I'd be fucking mm. happy. Like, those are my kind of places. Now, Lee wants to take me to these uppity places to where, like, they've got, like, a little fucking flamethrower, and they're heating up an orange peel and a sugar cube to go mm-hmm. in them or whatever. And then, like, I, I see how much they cost, and it's like, dude, I don't understand why you're paying for that. You're here to get drunk. Drink either straight, water, Sprite, Coke, whatever. Whatever you need just to mix or do half and half. And that's way better, and you're spending way less money. The people that always order them, it's like they think that because they're drinking that, they're better than you. Not Lee, mm-hmm. not not my brother, because he's he's just fucks trash saying. But <laughs> and he knows he wants he, to occasionally feel fancy. He That's wants to okay. he wants to fit in. He wants to fit into different shit. Occasionally, I drink a land shark or a corona. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I it, I did that one time, and I was like, nope, ain't happening. I'm gonna go back to. 
bush. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here talking to y'all and fucking the bunny just messaged me. <gasps> I love her. Yeah, I fucking I cannot wait to do her show. Uh oh, you I, are going on her show? Well, Ooh, we we talked like uh probably about a month ago. She added remember you posting about yeah. everybody was like freaking the fuck out about it. Yeah, so like she followed me and I'd been following her for a long time anyway. But a lot of people don't understand it. I don't I was surprised that she had listened to my show and knew who I was. But then I started to see like our mutual friends mm. like out of Nashville. And that's why like, I love her story, yeah. her and Jelly's yeah. story. I fucking love yeah. like and I've, I've told her I've told Jess about her, like the dumb blonde podcast. Look, I would go gay for Bunny straight up. hundred percent would turn totally gay for Bunny. I'll be no real about it. I'll be She's real. Cool as fuck. I have a rule, and this is going to sound like the most fucked up rule ever. I think she's attractive. I do. I think she's attractive, but I can't see her like that because she's married. Even they like have because they have an open relationship. I am mm-hmm. the weirdest person about respecting a marriage. That's not. That's not. Well, no, like I'm all over, the fucked up things you say, and you think that's I, fucked no, up. No, like I'm saying, like I'm over the top with it. Like, There's nothing wrong with yeah. the fact that you respect, even if it's an open. You're dumb. I'm gonna punch you for that. Well, that's, like that's not. It's, it's, we, it's weird. It's weird in that sense because of their open. I can't wait. Like, if when if when we do the show or whatever, um, if we end up doing it, I, let me say if because we've talked about it and everything. But if it ever happens, who fucking knows? Um, but like, I'm ready for her to like ask me some of the questions that she asked some of these other people from social media, and it's just gonna be like, these people are lying. Like there, there was some guys on her show not too long ago. And like, she asked them, so are you trying to get laid or whatever? Or do you use your social media platform to get laid? And they were like, no, of course not. Lying asses. And I'm over there thinking if whatever I does doesn't get me laid or paid well, as a single man, I'm not fucking doing it. That's actually a very valid point. I call I have a I have a saying that I've used ever since I started liking social media and everything like back in the very beginning of Bearded Bastard seven plus years ago, and I call it the Brett Favre rule. I'm guessing I'm hoping both of y'all know Brett who Brett Favre is. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Brett Favre is one of the few men in history that every woman has wanted to fuck and every guy has wanted to be. That is how you can become successful in social media if you're a man. Like you have to make women want to fuck you or like you, and you got to make men want to be. What about I, for women though? Y'all, y'all just got to be hot. You got to be hot and creative and different. Like you, we no both, actually with the trend that I fucking see. No, yeah. you got to be a fucking. If you ain't naked, even if you're hot as shit, even if you if you're not naked, I think we've talked about this on one of your lives before. Yeah. If you are, I mean, yes, sex sells. I mean, that's probably why part of our podcast is starting to pick up the way yeah. it is because the shit we talk about. But if you you can be hot as shit and make very valid fucking points, like valid points. If your titties ain't showing, your ass ain't shaking, or none of the above, get yeah. fucked. No, like, you're a you're a hundred percent right. I've said it time and time again. If I was a female, if I was a good looking female and I was in the same position, the same age, had the same opportunities that I've had. I have fucking 30 million followers and I am rich as fuck. Like, without a doubt. It's 
there's a lot of aspects in this life that is very much harder for a woman than a man. I mean, I love country music. I love working with a country music artist and everything. That's one of the biggest fields to where if you're a woman, it's 10 times harder for you than it is a man. It's a boys club. Damn near. It's 10 times harder on social media. That shit is reversed. Like you can be a woman and have no talent and just be naked or not, not even just completely naked. You can do the stupidest shit. There was a girl who has done my show. I know the bitch don't listen no more because she got married. Uh, but she, she had done it at one point in time. This girl could not say her goddamn ABCs. Could not, could not say her ABCs. But she had a fat old ass and a nice body. And she had, like, I don't remember what it was. It was like a couple hundred thousand followers, maybe a hundred thousand followers or whatever. And... When she lip synced the video, she was always off. Her dance moves, fucking. I could make a Michael J. Fox reference right now, but it would probably do Michael J. Fox a disservice. He probably dances better than this bitch. He's probably got more rhythm than she does. Like, she was horrible. Oh, but that goes like in our episode. We did an episode about yeah. that. I think it was called "You Can't Photoshop Real Life." Yeah, it mm-hmm. talks about shit like that. Boy, I goddamn, you should put me on that one. I had done, I done went through drama the past couple of weeks talking about photoshopping yes, and being a fake ass bitch. Woo, boy, I could have lit y'all up. But yeah, like I I like y'all and I like women that put out I'm more than tits and ass. I'm more than an attractive woman. I honestly I like the women that get on social media, especially TikTok. It's the biggest one right now and they get on there and they look like they just got out of bed but they're kind of homeless too and the stuff and the stuff that they put out there is positive shit for other women to see it's positive shit for children to see i have to i have to cuss my kid out all the time she's amazing but she'll like i'll watch her looking at something i'll catch her looking at something and it's just like i hope you're not idolizing this bitch like, this is not the type of women you need to be looking up to. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get real, and that's even for, like, little boys, too. Man, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say I'm glad that I don't have a girl, especially with, like, and we talked about that in that, that Photoshop episode, was that, like, because of the Photoshopping, that that's not real fucking life. Looking like that, that skinny, they don't really look like that. No, all, no flaws, no nothing. But having a little boy and the shit that's on social media now with, guys granted he is very 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 much like me thank the lord baby jesus because he is that hard charging i'm a fuck like i got i got this shit like i'm a badass like he competes in powerlifting he plays football he does like he is a fucking boy who loves to eat dirt like whatever (laughs) but geez louise man the shit he has on social media sometimes i'm like yo no absolutely fucking not have you ever heard like me and Gracie's mother, uh, like we co-parent extremely good, like our rules on makeup and all that kind of stuff. You ever heard me talk about that live and everything? Okay. So a lot of people think that we are just the most backwoods motherfuckers about this. Like they think that we are living in the 1600s, like little house on the prairie type shit. Gracie just turned 11. She still doesn't have her ears pierced. We won't let her wear makeup or anything. Like, she's doing something around the house, and she wants to – because kids are going to do that shit. They're going to do little tutorials and all that bullshit. It's funny for them and everything. I won't let her do none of that stuff yet, and I don't know when I'm actually going to let her 
start wearing it publicly because I want her to understand she's beautiful as she is without any accessories. Like I want her to, I want her to have that confidence in herself that when she gets to high school and you start meeting these mean bitches or middle school, when you start meeting these mean girls or whatever, I want Gracie to be like, bitch, I look just as good. or I'm just as confident in myself without adding that stuff on. Like, I don't, I don't need that to be happy about myself because the standard that social media sets, Photoshop sets, that everything else sets right now for women, it's where you feel like you have to be up to a standard. And you know what's the fucked up thing? Women set that standard for other women. Mm-hmm. Men did not set that standard. And I want her to know, and so does her mother, you're fucking beautiful. You don't need no additions. You're the way the good Lord made you and the person you are, that is more than good enough. You never need an addition. I think as 27 years old, I am grateful. My mom was the exact same way. She raised me to her and my grandma. So yes, my grandfather was a very feral live life by the, like grab it by the balls, fucking free spirit gypsy. And that is very much how I am. But that aspect, my mother and my grandmother taught me to be a woman and to embrace that kind of stuff. Like true, like the most I will ever wear even and I didn't really dabble into makeup probably until high school because it was because of cheerleading. Cheerleading obviously you gotta have the fucking glitter, the heavy yeah. eyeshadow, all that other bullshit. That's expected and, though. I mean that's right. expected. That's a team as far as a team sport. And it's so nice too. Like I appreciate like the most I will ever wear is mascara and eyeliner. I will not, I don't need a face full of makeup. Like the other day when we did our uh, spooky shoot, the photo shoot, and the girls were sitting there, or no, we were going out Saturday. We went out Saturday line dancing, and I put my clothes on. I had my eyeliner, mascara on, and I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. And the girls were the first like, one ready. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was just sitting there on the bed watching fucking TikTok, and the girls were like, oh, my God. You, yeah, they are like, what are you doing? And I was like. You're already done? Yeah, yeah that's what one of them said. They were like, you're already done? I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, I don't, I don't need to do that. So, like, good on y'all. Like, no, that's not backwards. Like, yes, society says some it's bullshit. Not. And it's like, that's the one thing I love with Jess and I is that we preach like this society shit is bullshit. Social media is bullshit. It's all bullshit. Like, that's one thing we do absolutely fucking preach. And I very much appreciate my mom and my grandmother raising me that way to where I don't I don't have to go through all that. I don't have to spend all this fucking and there's nothing wrong. Like for the girls that want to wear makeup and want to do that, there's nothing. You know what? You do you, boo. That's you. The only the only thing I ever think that is wrong with it is I hate that men get the rep for you're trying to look that way for us. Like that you think that you think that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't like that because let me tell you, and I'm not a hypocrite. I am just as much of a man as anybody else. I like big fake titties. Absolutely. But I just like titties period. It could be itty bitties. It could be tig old bitties. I really don't give a shit. I just like titties. And I've always heard these women that are like, oh, I've got to go get Botox or I've got to go get this other shit or I got to get my ass pumped or whatever. I wonder if these women ever think that their significant other, like as a man, I'm not ever getting that shit. So when I look like I am fucking 80 years old when I'm only 50, what are you going to look like? I want to grow old with somebody. I don't, I don't want it to look like they're fucking frozen in time. And I'm just over there, just fucking wrinkle Stilson. Well, so I will add that 
uh, Josh, I also don't think that that's, you know, backwoods of you. I think that's very beautiful. I think it's very empowering for you as a father and, and your, um, and your, you know, baby mama to be raising your daughter that way. Cause I feel like I wasn't necessarily told that I was ugly without makeup, but I grew up in a culture where on top of, you know, Southern culture where some women were like, Oh, I don't leave my bedroom without my face on. I don't leave the house without, you know, looking all put together. Um, and I think it's like, kind of like how you're saying, I think women just compete with other women and it's kind of interesting how men are able to age gracefully, you know, dad bods, the, the salt and pepper hair. Where the fuck do that. you see gracefully over here? <laughs> well, you know, hear me out. But women were, expe- were expected, quote unquote, to, you know, look like we're frozen in time, look like we're forever 30 something. Um, and unfortunately, as much as, you know, Harley and I both are like, Hey, ladies, do what you want to do. If that's what makes you feel beautiful, then go for it. But also you kind of have to ask yourself the question, like, why am I getting this done? Am I like, am I finding my worth only in my beauty? Is this going to, is this going to cure my insecurities or am I just trying to keep up with the Joneses and, you know, do what, what everyone else is doing. And what we're seeing, especially on social media is that women all look the same. They all look like carbon copies. Of the I Kardashians. Hate, I hate that shit. Hey, can y'all hold on two seconds? I got to hook up something real fast. Yeah, yeah, you go. <laughs> there we go. I'm telling you, logic, your fucking days are numbered. I decided <laughs> I'm going to have to go buy something new, and I just bought that son of a bitch. That's anyway, that's why fin- usually the cheap shit is the better shit because it works better. They actually put love and heart into making their shit. Same thing about women. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so Jess, finish making your point uh, that she was just saying. So, yeah, like, I just feel like a lot of women, um, just look like each other. They're, they're wanting to look the same. And personally, like, this isn't like, I feel like plastic surgeons are basically like building, like, Hey, you want to look like every other bitch? I got you. There's no originality. There's no, nothing to separate you from anyone else. And like, I think, like there's a difference between having like a type um, versus, you know, just not being brave enough to look different, to be yourself, to have unique features that make you, you, it's more of like, Hey, this is trendy. This is hot. I'm going to go look like every other broad. And why would you like, you know, maybe like, you know, trends like clothes and stuff, but you're doing permanent stuff to your face. And I mean, sometimes it doesn't even look that good. And that's not me being a hater. It's just like, at what point are you, are you going to stop? Like it, it doesn't stop. You start you with don't. your lips, you, you do your Botox, you do the wrinkles. And suddenly my friends who are 25, 26, 27, I'm 28. They all look like they're fucking 40. I'm like, this isn't aging you well. You might look good. Like a little bit, a little bit goes a long way. So I just think with everything there's a good thing about balance, you know? Well, well, it's just like when you start taking prescription pills when you're young. You end up growing like a fucking, not an addiction to them, but your body requires them. Depends, and when yeah. Yeah, it depends on it. So you got to think about it. You're, everything in your body's a fucking muscle. You start adding stuff to it. The second it stops and it gets depleted, it's going to fucking have a reaction. So they're not creating an everlasting look, a doctor. They're creating a look that's going to have to be like a new car every once in a while and get a and get like a fixer-upper. You're still going to have to go back in there for maintenance. 
that's fucked up to me. I understand, I understand why some women want to get it. I don't care. It don't bother me. But at the same time, I don't like it all, all the way. Like the fake lips, fuck the fake lips. It looks like a baboon's asshole. <laughs> I don't care. It, it does. Like if you go overboard with it, if you're supposed to have small lips, have small lips. Maybe maybe the guy that's that loves you likes small lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really fucking supposed to matter, in my opinion. And then, are you talking about everybody looks like, I don't want to fucking go to a football game and need a QR code to find my goddamn old lady because they all fucking look the same. Yep. I don't know. That, that's boring. Like Build-A-Bear. It's Build-A-Bitch. Yeah. Yes. I, <laughs> I, have, I have a friend, and I, I talk about her all the time. My daughter is dressing like her, and I don't know if my daughter's ever heard. I think I know exactly who you're about I, to talk I about. I don't know if my daughter ever heard me say this, and she's just trying to make her daddy happy. But I got a friend named Kimberly Atwood, and Kimberly Atwood wears nothing but goodwill clothes. She's a singer in Nashville. That is, she's fucking amazing. To me, she's probably going to be like the next Leanne Womack or something like that. That's how good this girl is. She's amazing. But you know what she wears? Nothing but bell-bottom jeans, and she wears like grandma sweaters. She never, she never really fixes her hair up too much or whatever. She wears big sunglasses. And she wants you to see her for her talent. She doesn't want to be just another bitch in Nashville. Like, she wants to be somebody that stands out. And she does shit her own way. She doesn't want to look like anybody else. And that's what I like when women are. are, I don't have a type. I've never had a type. But I like the ones that stand out. But it maybe stand out in their own way. Exactly. And that in itself is beautiful. And I wish that we would tell each other that tell our daughters our nieces and and whoever else that that is okay to be uniquely you and you like when we all come together we all bring something to the table like you know your sense of humor your kindness whatever like it's not always about looks and I only say that because I remember I I was the first Latina in my class and not in my school but in my class and I'm going to call myself out here I've talked about this before I used to be so ashamed of my lips. Um, they're not even that big, but apparently to, you know, a, a predominantly white school, they're bigger than most girls. I would tuck in my lips to make them look smaller. How the so, fuck do you tuck your lips in? So, you, you know, like, uh, <laughs> how do I describe it? Like and we're talking about the mouth lips, by I, the way. Like, just I, feel like she's, I feel like she's gumming her goddamn teeth when she says that basically yeah like you like i just you, tuck them in like kind of like you know like uh cindy luhu from the grinch like yeah you just <laughs> you just tuck them in and i because i already felt like i had a big nose and i i think someone told me in like in grade school like oh you got a big nose and big lips like just making fun of my features and i think i took that to heart and the past couple years i've been just trying to embrace myself i'm all natural i haven't had any work done and I'm letting go of those little things that I used to do to make myself small. So now I'm very outspoken. I say, my, I say how I feel. I, I'm very opinionated and I'm coming into terms in who I am as a woman. And, you know, I'm not going to just sit by idly and have society tell me how I should look, how I should act, what have you. So, yeah, I, 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 my lips are a decent size and I'm no longer tucking them in. Because I think that they are beautiful. I think that they're they're great. They're they're lips, um, but they don't necessarily define me whether you have them or not. Or you know, if you have, like you said earlier, if you got small boobs, if you got big boobs, like 
you're beautiful inside and out and that's what makes you attractive to you know whomever the opposite sex or even to yourself but I I think what I want to get at is if you're going to get work done I think you also need to do the work internally absolutely like that's I think that's where you will find that balance like you won't keep on getting more work done because you're still trying to seek that validation you're like hey no I did a little bit and I look good and that's it I think most people that do a lot of that, they're trying to find confidence. Like yes. I, I found mine. I used to be like 330 something pounds. I'm like 220 now, 225 or whatever. Oh, wow. But awesome for you. But I, w- I would have been fine being fat as fuck if I was confident. I just wasn't confident. Now, exactly. now, like last time we was out in Nashville, the it's, to me, the biggest show that I've done that has showed the advancement of my career was doing a show at a bar in Live Oak, which is one of the biggest bars in Li- in Nashville. Oh, I we, love that one. Yeah, it's my fave. I got to do a show on stage there with some of my friends. And I used to think that, like, somebody was paying attention to, like, what the fuck I was wearing or whatever. Like, right. I had, I had as, a, as a man, I had to have on a fucking polo or a fucking something mm-hmm. expensive. I had on a $7 Walmart button-up flowered, shirt because i fucking liked it it looked good you look good thank you mm. i appreciate them it them good jeans on too oh them jeans make everything look good <laughs> i i'm telling you i don't know what them jeans do to your fucking front area but there ain't that much there for it to be looking that good like, that bitch be poking out and it's like all right dan I hear <laughs> you. Right. good job levi I see you yeah but like i used to would have never been caught dead with a fucking walmart shirt on out in public and it wasn't oh. It was me not having confidence in myself. Right now, I have got I wear my goddamn Crocs everywhere. Unless I got my boots on, there ain't, I ain't doing nothing to where I need an athletic shoe on. Uh, not a damn thing. And I think a lot of these people try to find confidence in stuff that you're not going to find confidence in. You got to be comfortable with yourself. You got to come to terms where I got big fucking lips. I got a big nose. Like you can't see it because I got a mustache. But I got some God. I can eat a fucking apple through a barbed wire fence and not touch it with these goddamn horse teeth I got. Oh, my goodness. But I've found out, especially being around these people that are considered artists, and I'm not just talking about musicians, talking about people that are just artists. You find out originality is, is the sexiest thing you can have. Being different is sexy. Looking like everybody else or trying to fit in, you're fucking the same as everybody else. Why would you want that? I want to stand the fuck out. A lot of people think being the center of attention is a bad thing. No, it's not. Not if you don't ask for it. Like right. if you if you end up being the fucking center of attention because you're having a good time, that means everybody's jealous. Exactly. And you want to be impressionable. You want to make an impression on people. You want to be memorable. And you're not going to be that if you're doing the same thing as everyone mm-hmm. else. You look like everyone else. And like I said, you know, there's a difference between like, especially ladies, like ladies love to stay trendy with clothes and stuff, but it's almost like just copy paste. Like I'm seeing the same stuff on Instagram or especially in cities like Nashville. That they're, all, is, they're all dressed the same. They yeah. Every, every one of them are they're dressed. Cute. The fucking, no, they look good. Now don't get yeah. me wrong. I like but, the little, I like the little private boutiques sell shit. That's a little bit different than like people are going to order in bulk online. Mm-hmm. Or like the, I like that stuff. But you go to Nashville, even like when we was just in Panama or whatever, you'll see one basic woman. 
and there's going to be 15, 30 other basic bitches that's got the same outfit on in a different color. Or White exactly boots and sparkly fringe. <laughs> that shit pisses me off so fucking much because I hate it. I hate all the glitter and just all the fakeness of it. I hate when I see a woman wearing a fucking cowboy hat and you ain't a cowgirl. Oh. It, well, no, like, if you want to wear, like, a regular fucking cowboy hat, I'm talking about, like, a regular one. A nice, mm. nothing sparkly, nothing fucking outrageous about it. That's a good look to me. Women look really good in that shit. You don't have to be a cowgirl. But right. don't go get a fucking bedazzled fucking cowboy hat and then being like, oh, I'm a cowgirl. I'm going to wear one. This one for you. Look at this. Oh, no. No, hold on. There's, there's wow. a story behind this. No, there's a story behind it. There's a story. I w- listen. Oh, okay, sure. So sure, sure. I went to Nashville for my birthday last year. It was me and a group. We went to Nashville. So I have this really, I don't know if I'm going to call it a toxic trait, but it's a toxic trait that every bar, no matter where I'm at in the country, like anywhere I go, I have to take a souvenir. Okay. okay. You, Whether it's you're, something. You're a thief. No, <laughs> no. There's even a video of me. I said by the end of this, because we went to Whiskey Bent, because I was like this. That's where I want to be because there was a fucking fiddle player. It's a fucking Hank Jr. bar. Oh, I was my yeah. birthday. They had Red Stag. Your girl was in heaven. Whatever. It was a bachelorette party. Go fucking figure. And I said by the end, we walked in there and I said, that's going to be my souvenir before we leave this bar. Not even five fucking minutes was where we there. I got that bitch. No and they took a video of me. They're like, they couldn't find me because I had put the hat on and was intermingled in the group and they didn't realize that I got put into the group. That's st- where that came from. I steal whiskey glasses from everywhere I go. So do I. So all I of steal, my glasses in my house. Everywhere. Yep. Every glass glassware in my house is literally from bars or what the fuck ever like it's literally i'm a piece of shit and my shot glasses i don't think i don't think you're a piece of shit at all i steal <laughs> forks and knives because i'm not fucking buying them you, <laughs> I, love the, I have it. a flag too that i yeah. stole from the um is it the trailer park bar is that what that's called you know what I'm about? and it's on broadway but it's a trailer park like it's a whatever it's supposed to resemble that all right and you're I, talking about redneck riviera that one they had a, it's sitting over here, but from that bar, they had a Bud Light seltzer flag right where we were standing, and it was only us where we were standing. And I took, I was 50 shades of the wind, but whatever, ripped that shit off the wall, stuffed it in my shirt, and we left. Oh my goodness. I will steal something in a heartbeat like that. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's stories behind Memories. Like, yeah. Never in my fucking life will I ever buy shit like that i don't give a fuck i'm in the same boat as you i will never bedazzle a fucking cowgirl hat i will never no fuck no that's why it sits on my wall with the rest of my souvenirs because i will never like i don't think you can see it because my ring light it even like oh I no it no up. you either stole that or you had to suck a lot of dick to get it for free oh hell no i stole, <laughs> that was that that was a prize that was a I prize. literally they just gave it to me. So that was the easiest souvenir. And it was around Christmas time. So like other bars had Christmas trees with shit on them. Yeah. Oh, best believe every bar that had a Christmas tree. I took some off that. Oh, I, my goodness. I, I wish, just self-incriminated myself. Oh, well. Fuck it. Who cares? You know how many times <laughs> I've told stories on here that I should go to jail for? Oh, God. I could only imagine. I promise <laughs> you. I, my ass should be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> a lot of fucking trouble. And uh, I'm not. I don't give a fuck. Oh, well, one thing that y'all got to remember is y'all doing the show too. Uh, and I didn't tell y'all this before. 
and I don't know why, because I always have to say it to every guest. I don't know why I didn't do it, y'all. But this is entertainment. The people that are listening to you, they just want to be entertained. They don't know whether you're telling a lie or you're telling a story. There's a lot of fucking times. Maybe I embellish. Maybe I don't. Maybe I overshare. Maybe I undershare. But mm. they don't. They don't know that. So when you got a chance That's to tell true. it, so you are in the yeah. entertainment. You're in the entertainment business. That's why you can say shit as long as it doesn't hurt somebody. It's not a lie. That's one that you can't lie. No. You, yeah. You can, no, you you can got embellish. You can embellish. Can't lie. I could be like, yeah, I wanted to write Jeffrey Dahmer's mom. And I and these glasses right. I'm about here. to say them glasses. You're already you're getting there. Well, we both kill some pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh uh, my god! <laughs> uh-huh, because I, he was, he I forgot was he was gay. I forgot he was gay. Forgot he was gay. Dummy. By the way, shout, shout out to all the gays that listen to this. I love you guys. Uh, I love all the things y'all do. Just not what you do. Uh, <laughs> I have a huge gay following. No way. They okay. love. I mean, look at you. Why love me? You? They love me. The gays fucking adore me. You know why though? And you I wear them Levi jeans. Oh, they like that shit too. Uh, <laughs> but they like that I don't treat them any different. Right. I think you I don't I, tiptoe around them like most uh, people do. Yeah. Yeah. So That's like true. my love language is talking shit. If I don't talk shit to you, I don't like you because I don't know how to constantly be like, oh, you're so pretty or, oh, you know, you're my best friend ever or anything like that. There comes times that you have to tell someone that. There's sometimes that they need reassurance. The rest of the time, I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Do you didn't want to cover up all your foreheads today? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, that... But I do that to anybody that is different than me, too. I don't care if you're an atheist, if you're gay, if you're whatever. If you're if you are a different culture that doesn't understand a fucking thing about me, if you're nice to me, I'm going to treat you the way I would treat my best friend. Absolutely. And, and it's up to you to understand that because I'm not saying anything in hate. I'm literally showing you that, hey, you're my fucking dude. You're my fucking girl. We can, you can roast me as hard as you, as I, as I roast you. I have to tell everybody, especially the women. Some reason I didn't do it with y'all, I think, because y'all, y'all already do this shit. Yeah. But, but I tell them, like, look, if I make a smart ass comment to you, please roast me. I want it. If I'm like, you know, you've sucked a lot of dick and you be like, well, only the big ones. So you don't qualify. Like you can say that right, shit. You to gotta, me. yeah, you gotta be able to uh, spit it like, back. Go Don't back, be so sensitive. Go back at me, like fucking tear me a new one. But if you were to go out with me and my friends, you would think that we hate each other, the way we speak to each other. Me and Lee Tucker and Mark Orton and Dustin Heron are the world's worst about. It. We would treat each other like the biggest pieces of shit on the planet. <laughs> But towards the end of the night, when it's time to go, everybody's getting a hug. Everybody's, man, I love you. Uh, be careful getting home. All that type of shit. Like that's 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 our love language. Yeah. And so yeah. I I don't I don't see the need in treating anybody different than I would treat the people that I actually love in this world. Yeah, you keep it real. I, I love that. And that's why the gays love me. The only mm-hmm. the only ones that's ever got mad, the only ones that's ever got mad is uh the ones that are really uptight, like the ones that are really real gay men never have got mad at me. Gay. I, I never, ever have got mad at me. I made a joke on TikTok one time, I made a video. This is like when I first started 
mine when I opened my studio because I never wanted to have a TikTok where I thought something that if my child had it, it wasn't cool. Uh, right. I was so, the same exact way. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. When I found out it was like the easiest marketing tool for this show and it was going to help blow my show up, I was fucking cool with it. But I had made a, a joke one time about uh, what was, oh, the transformers. I call the tranny or the transsexuals transformers. But then I call them like Optimus Fine because I think because I think it's funny. And I said how one time I had ran into somebody that was a transsexual at a bar. They could have took me home. I mean, they wouldn't have a second. They would have opened up and divulged that they were not a woman. I'd have been like, I'm out. But goddamn, you're good looking. Mm-hmm. I said that and everybody was like it takes some balls to fucking say that and one person got mad it seems like and shared it a lot and made videos about it and it was like oh you wouldn't take them home just because they didn't have a vagina how how fucking heterosexual or whatever you and it's like no I just that's I like your pu- preference I like so. pussy like uh, there's nothing that, that when you lift that skirt up or whatever they had on that night that I'm gonna find that I'm like oh goddamn. I've don't look- lie, you I've been looking like for to get the- pegged. You just absolutely curiosity. not. Don't lie. It's okay. I look, we encourage at- you embracing your sexuality. Yeah. That's a big thing we do on two broads. Don't lie. That's why you put on this hard charging. Yep. No. We all don't if even- I I am one of those that I will tell you, if I wanted to suck dick, I'd suck dick. If I wanted my ass played with, I'd tell you. I know what the hell comes out of there. Don't go look, close to it. The male G spot's back there. It's okay. I don't care. I also know what it feels like to get some good head. I'd rather feel that. I've always said this to folks. This is the bad thing about the guys that end up liking that shit. Okay. If you like it and you're going to be with that person forever, are you comfortable talking about it? All means let that bitch do whatever nasty shit you want done to you behind closed doors, whatever your kink is. That's fine. I don't give a fuck. It has nothing to do with me, but this is the aspect that nobody ever thinks of. One reason why you ain't nobody ever touching my butthole, because if I like it, and we don't work out. I got to tell the next bitch to touch my butthole. <laughs> That's such a valid point. Yeah. Though. Like you find yeah. a new kink. And yeah. You're like, and it's Fuck, man. I'm never going to get that back. Yeah. It's like that person ain't never coming back to do that nasty shit to me. All right. But I the, felt that though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Cause you like know. when I figured out that like I was a super sub and like figured out that like a super just have sub. Your, yeah. Like have yeah. your fucking way with me. Like, we won't go down that rabbit hole, but when I figured that out and then we didn't end up working out, I was like, God, di- how do you explain that to somebody? Like, yeah, I don't do this person. vanilla shit. Like, how do you? Uh, yeah. OK, our favorite word on the podcast is fucking communicate, but I don't want to write off the rip. Say like, yeah, man, just have your fucking way with me, please. Yeah, because you just don't know how they'll take it. They're like, a- will they run for the hills or, like- or the daddy kink and shit? Like, right. I don't know if you fucking like I that. I hate not. that shit. I hate the daddy kink. Yep. That that's is. That's because yeah. I'm a dad, bitch. One exactly, person gets yeah. to call me that. Uh, hey, man, that makes there's, a lot of, there's a lot of dads who do like it. I'm See, like, I feel well, weird saying it to actual dads. Yeah. That's when I like, even if I'll do it because I know it satisfies the guy, yeah. I will not do it if I All know right. they're an actual dad. Because then it's just like creepy. What are you thinking about when I say that? I'm Ooh. I'm looking over to my phone to see if my child is calling. I, 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 no, like, <laughs> right. fuck that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I respect people that are open about it. Like how you just said. Going from one partner to the next that you figure out you like something or whatever. There was a girl I dated when I lived in Macon and I dated her for a very short time, but she was like literally a dominatrix. Like that's the shit that she liked. And 
I was young. I was like, you know what? This bitch is so bad. Let's just, you know, let's see where it goes. Let's just Uh-oh. see. Let's just see what happens or whatever. And okay. let me tell you, it got about five minutes in, and I was like, look, bitch, I really like you. You are good looking, but I got to go. There ain't none of this shit finna happen. Oh, but, no. But, but she was honest with me about it. Oh, okay, that's good. And, that's and, good. That, and that's what's cool. That's why I felt like because she was honest with me about it, I could be honest with her about it. And when it didn't work for me, I knew that in the long run it wouldn't work for her. And it was just best to fucking go our separate ways. Right. If it you don't block each other's blessings, regardless if it's a kink blessing, you know, if that's gonna make you happy, you go ahead and get the fuck out of the way for somebody else. I, I really like that phrase because yeah, I mean, why would you? And it, it's not for everyone, and that's okay. I just don't like I don't like how people try to force that. You can't force it, you know, it's that Any- ain't right. Whether it's sex or whatever in a relationship, exactly. you cannot force it. It does not matter what it is. If you're always forcing something, there's only one thing in this world that I know of that if you force, it makes better, and that's coal and the diamonds. You force a fart, you're gonna end up shitting on yourself. That's the same. That's the same <laughs> no, thing with a fucking relationship. You can yes. think you can think that somebody is just the fucking perfectest person ever, mm-hmm. and if it don't work, it don't work. Yeah, because I felt like I met a lot of dudes who uh, or I've I've dated a few guys who basically they want another guy to sleep with. They want someone who watches the same sports, has the same hobbies and just does the same things that they do. And, uh, you know, at the end of the night, you get to sleep with each other. And if I had different hobbies like or wasn't really into it, I would still be supportive but it ended up not really working because we just didn't vibe well because I felt like I didn't want did to do all of those things. Did you say you had a guy that wanted to date other guys? No, she's got uh, a point, though. I was literally about to say. So, like, it's I was not, conf- I'm confused about what you said. No, 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 no. Like, same as their person, like, as a guy personality. Like, it's yes. not social norm for a girl. So, for example, for me to be super into fucking football. Like I'm in a fantasy league. Like football mm-hmm. is my fucking favorite sport. I competed in powerlifting. Like we can talk about like guy things or sports. Mm-hmm. Now that's because the so- that's a social norm for like guys to be into these these are guy things and these are fucking girl things and like things like that. That's what she's getting at. And I was like when you said that I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a good point. Like a guy personality, but a girl that he can fuck." Yeah. Pretty much. Those are fun. Yeah. So like for example, like uh for one guy in general like uh, he was a big golfer and he loved hockey and hiking. And I, I checked all those boxes for him, but there, there were certain other hobbies that I didn't necessarily enjoy, but I would go out and still do with him. And he, he basically just wanted just, again, like it felt like he just wanted like a dude personality um, or like, you know, just like, like Harley said, just like things that dudes like, but then at the end of the night we get to sleep with each other. And I felt like, because I didn't check those other boxes, like, he was just disappointed and it, it, he didn't really put any more effort into the relationship. Well, was he, was, like, was he honest about what he wanted from the get go though? Yeah, we both were. And I think it was like, I think because we both started off with like, you know, liking the hockey and golf and, and hiking and like just being out in the mountains and stuff like that, that he thought everything else would cross over or that I would just be kind of like a yes girl. Like, Oh yeah, I totally love that. And don't get me wrong, like, I'll go with you when you go fly fishing or you want to do this, you do that. And I'll accompany you. But because I wouldn't partake in it, he was kind of like, oh, you're not the one for me. And I'm just kind of like, well, fuck, I, well, fuck that guy in the first place. Yeah, it, it, well, it, it, it was like weird. 
I don't want a woman to do everything with me. You, we literally talked about this. I, I think in I one don't, of our episodes. I don't want a woman to do everything. You know what I want? If I go to a football game, a baseball game, and you want to go, mm-hmm. fucking go. If not, you better be cool with me going with my boys. Exactly. And, and coming home mm-hmm. shit face. If I want to go play golf and you don't like playing golf, you better know that I'm playing as much as I fucking want to. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to come home shit face to you. Same, <laughs> yeah. same, same thing with a woman, though. You should be able to go do whatever the fuck you want to. You should ask me, hey, do you want to go to fucking, you want to go to Target with me today? No. (laughs) And you better be, but you should be cool with that if I say no. That should be you and your girl's time. But there are things that, the reason why you want to get in a relationship, it because the best relationships are two whole people that make each other a whole lot better. Exactly. Okay, you don't need a broken, half-assed person trying to be with another broken, half-assed person or a whole person being with a broken person because then somebody's dependent on something, somebody else. Like you don't, I don't need you to fix nothing about me. The best relationship is going to be you make every situation better if you can be there. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I should be happy in that situation by my fucking self. Exactly. It's all very codependent. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think a, a, like the best relationships too. a lot of people don't believe in this. Like I'm the type of person like we do not have to be up each other's assholes. Absolutely. Not. I do not like texting all day. I don't like we don't have to be on. We do not have to talk like if I'm at work, you're at work. Maybe check in or hey, if you want to do especially if, like if we work in the same area, you're like, hey, you want to go get lunch or something like that. Like we do not have to be up each other's assholes. But I truly believe that you should have your own hobbies, like share stuff that you like, yeah. like if, go to a football game together. Fuck yeah, I'm so down for that. But if I want, like you said, you want to go golfing, go golfing. I'm not into that shit. That's what you got with your boys. If you want to have a boys night, guess what? I'm going to have a girls night with my crew and go line dancing. Would I want you to enjoy that with me too? Sometimes, yes. But sometimes I just want to be with my fucking girls. Yeah. Just like you want to be with your fucking guys. Exactly. I don't believe relationships I, that need to be in each other's assholes yeah. 24-7. And that's when people start being crazy. Shit yeah. just starts happening. Like, right. no. Like, you need to have your yeah. you need to have your own individuality is for things to work. And a lot of people one, don't see that way. But I, I truly believe that's how it should work. One of the wildest nights of my life, as far as in behind closed doors. I don't share a lot about my sexual life with anybody. That's between me and whoever the fuck it's with. But one of the best nights of my life was me and this girl were talking. And we had decided we couldn't figure out, like, her friends wanted to do one thing. Me and my friends wanted to do something else or whatever. And we literally said, you know what? You go out with your girlfriends tonight. I'm going to go out with my guys. And at the very end of the night, we're just going to meet back at the same place. We both met back there. and Both of us were extremely happy. We had a great time. We knew the whole night that we were coming home to one another. And it was just like you could throw any fucking idea against the wall and it was going to stick that night. Like it didn't matter. It was just you were had two happy people that knew that, hey, you know what? Even though I haven't been with you all night, I was thinking about you, but we weren't possessive. Mm. We were not possessive about it. We just enjoyed our night and had fun. But the whole time, we both knew where we were going to end. So we got to let loose all night. And then we got to let loose even more when we got back together. And I always thought that was cool. And I wish that person still the best to this day because it wasn't like a bad breakup or anything. Like, it just didn't work. And that's what... That's what I think a lot more people need to do. There's too many people that are obsessive, like a uh, fucking obsessive. I will never, ever be upset. I might be obsessed with you and love you unconditionally, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be like, oh, you have to be by me all the time, all the time. Yeah. 
you don't want like a resentful partner that's like oh well just and resentful or like insecure like oh what were you doing with your guy friends like picking up sluts like like you don't want that and i wouldn't want that reciprocated to me so kind of like how you were saying you want two people who are whole and fulfilled in themselves and their lives and y'all come together and y'all make something great i think a lot of people miss that point and that's why a lot of things kind of fall through the cracks yeah if i can do everything in my life by myself i have no need to have a partner if I'm going to have a partner, they're supposed to make my situation better. They're not mm-hmm. supposed to take away from what I'm already doing. You're not, you're not supposed to fucking be a drain on my life. Mm-hmm. The second you become a burden or a drain on my life, I have to realize it does not matter how much I love you, how much I care about you. I can't fucking do this no more. Like, yes. fuck this. There's something, there's something better. And the thing is, it's where a lot of people miss it though. When they like, you'll get people that feel bad because they make that decision to better themselves. Right. They forget this one point. That person is going to find the person that fits them better too. Like you're helping the person that you might be breaking their heart or whatever right now, but they're going to find somebody that wants to fucking have somebody that's obsessed with them that won't go. I got a buddy, swear to God, I love him, his family to death. His wife can't fucking get out of his goddamn back pocket. This motherfucker goes to work. She's in his back pocket. This motherfucker goes to the golf course in the back pocket. We can't go do nothing. She's in his back pocket. He never gets a chance to breathe. Thing about this dude, though, he literally would give this girl the world. And he has. I mean, he he literally has. But she's never quit being obsessive. You let two people that are obsessive with each other let them fucking get together and then let them build a little fucking hole in the ground and they can stay there for the rest of eternity and just be fucking obsessed <laughs> with each other and let the rest of the world go on and have a good time. Yeah. There was a quote I saw or like a tweet and it was basically along the lines of like your ex won't find someone better than you. They'll find someone better for them than you. And that's yeah. okay. And you'll do the exact same thing. Um, and I think that's like a very mature perspective, you know, like how you were just saying like, it was great and it was all that and we didn't have like a bad ending like i really admire that line right there because i feel like a lot of folks feel like they have to have a bad ending or they have yeah. to hate their exes um and yeah sure maybe it you do have a falling out or things don't really pan out how you wanted them to but the less drama the better because again you're moving on and you're happy you should allow them to yeah. move on and be happy as well I don't understand that kind of like resentment. Well, well, you let them find their fit. Exactly. You're you're not their fit. They look. And that's every, okay. Everybody, everybody that is listening to this show right now, you have been attracted to somebody. The sex has been good with somebody, but you knew nothing else was going to work out. You know, you literally knew that this isn't going to be good. I had a teacher in high school. I reference this as much as I can. I had a teacher that told me, and I remember it to the day I or to the day I get married, I guess. That's when it would stop being accurate. But he said, you don't ever date anybody you can't see yourself married. Mm. You you can have fun with you can have fun with those people, but you have to be honest with them people. Mm. And then you have to know in yourself, hey, look, I'll go and tell you, I'm a weak ass man. The reason why I don't casually date is because I like to casually fuck. I like I I like I like women. I don't want to yeah. be fucking tied down. I don't want to have somebody that if I'm dating you, I don't want to be at a bar and somebody come along and they fucking want to slow dance or something and steal my attention. Cause at that point in my life, if I'm right, I'm at now, I'm going to fucking dance with you. 
I'm going to have a good time with you. I don't, but I don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings while I'm doing it though. That's why I do not casually date. I think that it's stupid. I think you literally just, I'm like, I told you all ago, I'm 35 years old. I've gone this long without getting married. I can go another, however many years. till I find the person that I want to be with. There's a quote that I read one time and it was get married. No, I've never been married. I've never been married. Um, I'm, I'm weird about marriage. I'm telling you, I'm so weird about marriage because I've been spoiled by my family. Uh, my grandparents and everything have showed me what it's like to have a real marriage outside of social media, outside of the world we live in now. And I'm not settling until I fucking get that. There was something I said at one point in time. And uh, every once I get every once in a while, I get drunk and I say some good shit. And it was like, I would rather spend 35 years looking for the right person and only have one week with that right person than just to casually just like get married and fucking divorce and all that type of shit and everything like, but not enough people, especially where like I'm from. Do you think you're supposed to do that? You think that the stepping stones for success is getting out of high school, going to college, getting married, having babies and forgetting about your dreams and your passions. One reason why a lot of people around where I live don't like me, my hometown is the one town over. You got so many haters and so many jealous motherfuckers of me over there. And the reason is, is because I get to do what I want to every day because I chased my dreams. I didn't settle. All those people that work a nine-to-five, that they love that, by all means, I'm proud of you. I'm not saying that what I do is any better than you. I don't think it is. I just am getting to do what I want to do, and I'm happy doing it. And I chased my dreams. There's a lot of people that are, have y'all ever heard somebody that could sing their fucking ass off, but they were too scared to fucking ever pick up an instrument or go fucking try to play an open mic night or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've seen it so many times, and it's just they're scared of the disappointment. They're scared of being let down. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm not wired that way. I realize that you don't, this ain't a fucking dress rehearsal. You got one life. You're supposed to make every fucking day as happy as possible. And you're not supposed to let anybody steal your joy. When they start stealing your joy and they start making life hard, fuck them. Get the fuck Mm -hmm. out of there, dude. That's one thing I've really embraced, especially when my grandfather passed away back in February. I took that really hard. Like, I've just, you can attest to that. Like, I took that death super hard. But the one thing that I've, because of that death, it made me embrace living, made mm-hmm. me think more. Like I've been embracing like the gypsy soul even more, but he made like, life is not that fucking serious. It's really not like, I, yeah, we are all think we're supposed to have like all of our shit together by this certain age. We're supposed to have kids married, be blah, 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 happy. No, for some people that's not like social norms are fucking bullshit. Social media is bullshit. Like, do you do what you think is best for you and fuck what society says? Because again, life is not that fucking serious. And I have embraced that so much, probably a little too much at times. No, not, not at all. I think y'all both said it really best. It's just, you have this one life to live. And I mean, you're, you're doing what you want to do. And that intimidates a lot of people who have been held back by their own fears. Mm -hmm. And when you have certain things happen to you or don't happen to you, Um, whether that be a passing or trauma, traumatic experiences for us, like Harley and I have both been in the military. And I feel like that in itself, along with just living your life, you've lived, you've really truly lived your life. 
And so when you go back to those small towns or, um, you know, people that grew up with you and they're, you know, comfortable in their complacency, you're, you're going to intimidate them because they never stepped out of their shell and you did, but it's not impossible. You can be that example to tell people like, Hey, it doesn't take for these horrible things to happen or for someone to pass away for you to put, you know, just hands on and get control of your life again. And like, and truly live your life how you want to, because at the end of the day, if you're not hurting nobody, whatever you do to make yourself happy or rebuild your happiness after going through X, Y, Z, then absolutely do it because we want to see people do better thrive. I feel like Harley and I both, we see a lot of haters in the veteran community and that makes no sense because we don't want our brothers and sisters to be, you know, struggling with substance abuse or struggling with mental health issues. Or unfortunately, you know, there is that, the suicide problem. We don't want people to end up that way, but yet you talk shit and you belittle anyone and everyone who's out there trying to get a piece of the pie, who's living their life, who's, you know, putting their best foot forward and just doing whatever makes them happy. It makes no sense. And I will be damned if I am anything like that. I'm not going to be a hater. If you're doing your thing, you're doing whatever makes you happy. Hell yeah, brother. Do your thing. Like let your freak flag fly. (laughs) But but yeah, like let it fry. (laughs) But what I'm, like I said, what I'm not going to do is belittle someone for whatever makes them happy. You know, if you're married with kids and that fulfills you, hell yeah. If you're out there single, living your life, being a good friend, doing good stuff in your community, hell yeah. I love that too. And it doesn't have to look the same for everybody. I think, um, especially like once we're reaching our thirties, mid thirties, whatever age you are, it's just old as fuck. Accepting what life has given you and making the best out of it, because it's not going to look the same for everybody. And if you keep comparing yourself, of course, you're going to be miserable. Well, well, the thing that did it for me, uh, the listeners know this. I don't know if y'all know this. Uh, best and worst day of my life, besides for my daughter being born, was mm-hmm. 2010, tried to commit suicide, had battles with depression, anxiety all the time, like growing up. Didn't know I had it. I didn't, you know, I didn't fucking know anything about it. And I was medicated for about a year. And then I decided, no, I'm going to figure this shit out because I don't think medication, even fucking 12 years ago, I knew that it killed my personality. Like, I, I didn't want a part of it. So what I had to do was I had to like have some like some self-realization or whatever, like figure out what works for me, what don't work for me, my triggers, all this kind of thing. One of the things, and it goes along exactly what you were just saying, the people that have the, the fuck it attitude or I don't care attitude usually are the ones that do the most. But the second that you realize, my thing always was this. I thought everybody was talking about me. I thought everybody was always in one way or another concerned with what I was doing. The second I realized that nobody gives a fuck about what you're doing because they're dealing with their own shit. And and then two, if they are concerned with you, they're fucking miserable and they're living vicariously through you. Yes. So so fucking. So either way, either way, if you actually can develop the, I don't care personality. You're, it's a win-win. Like, it doesn't matter. No one is either thinking about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They're, and I mean that in the best way possible. You're literally not on their fucking mind. My anxiety and my depression back in the day 
used to tell me when I walked into a lunchroom, when I walked into a gym, when I walked on the football field, baseball field, that everybody was speaking negatively of me. Like they didn't give a fuck about me, mm-hmm. but not bad. They just were dealing with their own shit. I, they didn't have room in their mind for me. And that's even today. If you act like you don't care and you just live your life and you do what is best for you, your family, your friends, your loved ones, and other people want to bring your name up or whatever, oh, baby, they're more miserable than you are. At, le- at least you are doing what you what makes you happy. The second you make yourself happy, all the people that are miserable are going to come at you. Somebody told me this one time, and I really hate this one bitch told me this because she, she's really gets on my nerves. She said, she said, thieves don't break into empty houses. Oh. And, and I never, ever viewed it that way. The people that are attacking you know that you have something to offer. And they don't. So they're trying to take it from you. The people that have something to offer, they never come for you. The people that are successful in my area are never the ones talking shit about me. They don't even know I exist, and I'm fine with that. It's always the person that is never going to get out of their small town, out of their small town mindset, the people that are never, ever going to change, and they're fucking miserable. Those are the ones that are going to try to break in and steal what you've got. Absolutely. And that's one thing, like, with the military. Like, when I first changed my jobs, because I originally was artillery, and then I got hurt, you know, whatever. That's the, that's the shitty part with military. Like, if you get hurt or something, you're automatically, everybody's talking shit about you. You're a shit bag. Even if you try or, like, trying to get better, your label, it doesn't matter what you do. And now I have, oh, my God, I have, like, the best setup in the whole fucking world. Like I get to help, I get to help Marines with their mental health. I get to go speak. Like I deal with a bunch of higher ups. Like I, a couple of weeks ago, I got to go speak at the secretary of defense's suicide prevention forum. Like that was super fucking cool. And I just recently found out they're coming back next week to talk about domestic violence. And I'm fucking heading, like doing shit for that too, which is, if you know my backstory, like I know you guys, well, Jess, you do, but that's a really big deal for me. I get to help like my purpose in life. I feel like is to help people and to not necessarily serve people, but to help people. And that's what I love about this podcast that Jess and I do, because as much as we talk about dumb shit and occasionally we'll have like a serious talk, but it has definitely helped me embrace of just not giving a fuck because I'm, I'm real about it. I'm authentic about it. It's not, I'm walking on, you know, eggshells or tiptoeing anymore. Like, and I have become a lot fucking happier once I realized, like, you talked about the anxiety of everybody's talking about me or everybody's talking shit or hating or this and that. Like, I definitely, I try to push that on my Marines or people that I encounter to help. Like, I promise you, do what you want to fucking do because all that matters at the end of the day is that only you can take care of yourself. It doesn't matter how many therapy sessions or medication or people you surround yourself by. Yes, a good support system helps, but at the end of the day, you are only going to be able to help yourself no matter what mental states you are in. You can be the happiest fucking person in the world. And then one motherfucker comes through and ruins it all for you. And they're like, nah, fuck this shit. Like he didn't like, for example, I just got my heart broken, like into a million fucking pieces. Like, it, it shattered me for a day. And then the next day I was like, nah, fuck that bitch. Like I, 
I'm a dope ass fucking person. I don't care. I know my worth. And knowing that, and this podcast has definitely helped me realize my self-worth. Like, this is me, nothing less, nothing more. And guess what, motherfuckers? I'm here. Accept it or not, I don't fucking care. Like, it that, has changed my life so much. That is where what I'm about to say is fucking the craziest thing you're ever going to hear. From a bald, bearded, <laughs> thick, white southern man. Thick. This is why everybody needs to act like the proud gates and be proud of who you are and everything that you actually love. I, there's a lot of shit that, that some folks do that I don't like and I don't want it pushed on me. But one thing I absolutely respect about anybody is when you figure out who you are and what makes you happy and you say, fuck everything else that you just want to be the person that you think that you're meant to be the person you were born to be. I, 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 there's something about that, that when I hear people that have just finally figured it out, you can figure it out at 20, figured it out at fucking 50. I don't, I don't know when people figure it out for me, probably around 30 that I just didn't care anymore that I was just ready to be the version of me that I like the best, not what you fucking like the best, but the version of me that I like the best. And I wasn't fucking settling. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to do anything. You like, I know I said it earlier, so you got one fucking life. You got to make the most of it while you're fucking here. There's too many people that I would imagine while they're sitting on their deathbeds or telling their loved ones goodbye and all this kind of stuff, they're going to have those what ifs or I wish I could or whatever. Right. I'm not. I might leave this world fucking broke. David Allen Coe, I don't know. David Allen Coe is about one of the most racist motherfuckers there ever walked this earth. Not really. He's got some racist songs when he was younger, but who, <laughs> yeah. who, who, who doesn't? Who doesn't? But he has a, he has a, there's a, a concert that he did at, at Billy's, Billy Bob's in Texas. Oh, I fucking, when I, I, I love, went, I, not, oh. I love Billy Bob's. But he has something that he said that as a child, when I heard it, and my parents had the DVD. I was like, this sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> but this is the stupidest fucking thing I ever heard. But now I get it. He said that when people walk past by other people's caskets and they say, damn, they look good. They look like they're sleeping. David Allen Coe said, fuck that shit. He said, I don't want when you walk past my coffin, I want you to be like, God damn, he looks horrible. And he was talking about he didn't want to another ounce of life left in him. He wanted to live every opportunity that was given to him. He wanted his tank on E when he died. And that is how I am. I go hard now. I'll tell you, everybody thinks I'm drunk all the time. If I'm in, <laughs> if I'm in Cochran, if I'm in Cochran and I got Gracie, Gracie, I'm 35, she's 11. She's never seen me drunk. She might have seen me had a beer or two or whatever. My child's never seen me drunk. She'll never see me drunk because the way I grew up. But now when I ain't got my child, and I ain't got no fucking responsibilities. Oh, I'm getting tore the fuck up because it <laughs> makes me happy. I, I have a good time with my friends. I put on Facebook the other day. I want friends that don't know how to casually drink. I don't, I don't want a motherfucker that's like, oh, we're going to go have a beer or two at dinner. No, I want you to be like, fuck dinner. Let's go take some goddamn shots and, and fucking talk about life and get wild. <laughs> like, I don't want any bit of life left in me when i'm called yeah, like you're done holding back yeah yeah but who are you holding back for though 
Yeah, even if you think, if even if you're a parent, even if you're a parent, and I get fucking moms because our listening audience is like literally 70% women. I get moms that'll message me sometimes when I say some slick shit or something that they don't like or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, but you got to care about your babies. I do. I do. I absolutely fucking do. That's, that's my fucking world. But you came in this world alone. You're leaving this world alone. At some point in time, you stopped doing what was best for your parents' approval and you started doing what was best for you. So your kid's going to do that to you. Like your kid at some point in time is going to say, dad, mom, I love you, but I'm going to go off and do my own thing now because we've done it to our parents. Stop it. Oh, oh no. It's, strings. I not, know, but uh, goddamn. <laughs> hey, but it's our job as parents to show them what we think is the best view of this world. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're doing that, you're fine. I, I'm fine. Like Gracie right better not. My heart strength, Yeah, Josh. Gra- Gracie better not go no goddamn where for a long time. I got at least eight mm-hmm. or seven more years of telling her what the fuck to do. And then when I move, because I will not. Uh, my show could be ten times bigger, if not way bigger than that. If I would just move to Nashville, I will not move until my baby's out of school. I will not. I will not leave this area until my daughter's out of school. But when she graduates high school, that bitch better go to Vanderbilt. Right outside of Nashville. <laughs> and we're going to throw the fuck down all the time. And I'm going to show her. We have to set an example for them, but we have to also allow ourselves to live. You can't stop living. And you can't sit there and think, I know when I go to the fucking the schools or whatever, and we do like the PT, whatever it is, PTO or thing meetings. Yeah. I, I know these parents don't like me. I know they don't. Either the moms just are disgusted by me. Or they might want to flirt with me. I don't know. But the dad, <laughs> most of the dads either want to be me or they hate me because I get to do all this shit with pretty women and get to be on the road and everything all the time. But one thing I've learned, they don't really give a fuck as long as you're paying for stuff and you're helping for everything. And they just really don't care after the fact. Like, so why does it matter about your kid's opinion? You should be a good role model. You should be a good role model. That's why my child doesn't see me drink. I think that's the biggest thing. She also, we pray before every meal. We say our prayers at night. That is what I think I'm supposed to instill in her. Outside of that, my child don't need to look at my fucking social media. because I have mine blocked because I was like, "Mm -mm, because because I know one day she's going to put what she wants to on social media or if social media ain't a thing, then she's going to act the way she wants to. So why the fuck am I not acting the way that I want to now? See, that's super important that you brought that up too. I think I've talked about this, I think on an episode before is that as parents, like you have to have like people like again, society bullshit, it's all bullshit. And that you have to act, dress, be a certain way. Like you saw the TikTok where I was like, Hey mama's, Nah, fuck that shit. Dress how you want. Get the tattoos you want. Obviously, be a good fucking parent and set an example. Like, don't be a shitbag and fucking going out getting fucked up and not taking care of your kids. Like, end of the day, you have to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Because once again, like you said, you're coming in this world alone. You're going out alone. And yes, you may have babies. And my child, my son, man, I tell people, look, I told my baby daddy because he's taking him to Mexico next year with his stepmom and their kid. And I said, if something happens to my child, I will sell your organs on the black market. <laughs> and he just started laughing. And I was like, you think I'm joking? 
I was like, I will proudly sell them. I don't care. And if something happens and he was like, I know you're serious. He's like, how much would you sell for? I said, I'd sell for a penny. I don't care. I said, just to get rid of you. I said that, that is how I am. And I tell people all the time, I, I will smile in my mugshot when it comes to my child, but I had my kid very, very, young. I had him at 18. I had no idea. Sometimes I still have no idea what I'm doing. And baby, I there's went, no, there's no guy book to be in a parent. No, we'll never know not. what the fuck we're doing. And sometimes when he says and does shit, I'm like, damn, I really did that. I don't know how, but you're a good kid. Cool. Don't care. Glad, glad you're turning out this way. But I, it took me a while because I got judged a lot, especially as an 18 year old. I was on varsity cheerleading. I was an ROTC. I was set up. I found out when I was supposed to go to boot camp. Like I was leaving to go to boot camp is when I found out I was pregnant. So my whole world changed. I had to go to college and I did a lot of stuff. Like I was involved in a lot of things in college, but my kid was always there with me. So he knew like all the programs I ran, uh, even when I was a student body president in my college, like I, he was always next to me the whole time. And, but then I got to the point where I'm like, fuck y'all, like y'all are talking so much shit about what I'm doing with my life and saying, I'm not spending enough time with my kid. I have to take care of myself or I can't take care of my kid. At the end of the day, there's a, there's a difference in self-care and neglect. Mm-hmm. There, there's a huge fucking difference. And the people that can't see the difference in that are the fucking miserable ones. Yep. They're the ones that didn't go out, take time for themselves. Yeah. Or they're like, no, I had to eat, sleep, breathe. Apparently like, no, like my mom will watch, will watch my kid, especially now that he's, he's pretty self-sufficient. Even yeah. be, he's about to be nine. He'll be nine in December. And so it's like, it's, it's, it's easy to do. Like well, it's easy, whatever, but I still go out occasionally have to go take care of myself. Even when he lived down here in North Carolina with me, you know, my best friend would come and sit here with him. She ain't got to do shit. Just make sure you don't burn the house down. But he plays video games the whole time. Like, well, one of the oldest quotes of all times, it takes a village to raise a child. Absolutely. Like, it's okay. And I think that means more than just different perspectives from different people. I think it also, if you have a child at a young age, you still have a life to live. You you still have, you, you do. And if it's not for the people that we keep around us to help us with all that, then we're going to fall short and we're going to be possessive and we're going to be fucking weird parents and all that kind of stuff. You know, I would rather our kids look at us when they get 18 and just say that we did right by them, whether we're rich, poor, whatever, but we allowed them to have their own mindset. Mm-hmm. Like I'm glad that my parents, my parents are way too lenient. I look back at it now and oh, I, yeah. I wish, too. I wish my fucking parents had a curfew on my ass that they fucking made me study more, that they made me do everything else more. But at the same time, it's hard for me to fucking really mean that when I say it because of the life I get to live now and my daughter. I, it's, it's so hard for that. So pretty much if you can sit there at 18 years old when a child becomes an adult and your child can say, I'm good, it doesn't fucking matter what happened along the way. Right. It does, as long as you are not the like the, the the fucking blunt force trauma that they had. Yeah. Uh, like you, you did a good job as a parent. That's what Absolutely. I'm going to say anyway. Well, ladies, this was a fucking pleasure. You two are definitely going to be regulars once a month on the show. Yes, I love that. Because you two can hold a fucking conversation, and this was good. See, that's how our, our, you know, our podcast is too. Like, you have no idea what the fuck you're going to talk about. Are we going to be spicy yep. talking about buttholes? Or are we going to be talking about communicating? I with your hate, partner? I hate all you bitches that talk about buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> See?
See, you know what? The more uncomfortable, I used to give I, shit about this no, guy I worked with. You keep talking about it, but you know that curiosity's there, Josh. Don't, don't, don't I knock it. I promise you, I might be the only <laughs> guy that you know. Do not touch my fucking butthole. There, there are. Okay, okay, that's fair. But okay, answer me this: Do you like riding on motorcycles? No. <laughs> what? All right. Okay. Usually, I'm not expecting that answer. What? Oh, hold on. Oh, hold okay, on a so second. You don't like wait motorcycles? a fucking stereotype, somebody. Right. You, you like just it? hurt my soul. You like eating tacos? Yes. Well, then that didn't work. She does. She goes both ways. Good try, though. Uh, I actually, um, I actually well, meant I was, like. I actually meant like tacos. Yeah, hell yeah! I'll it was a, it, it was a, it was a Mexican joke because you said I look like a biker. I'm actually like, no, whatever. I wasn't gonna say that you look like a biker. I was just gonna say that the um, vibration, the vibration. A lot of men do like it. It massages their prostate. So I was just gonna go look, with that. Like maybe it could look be at a, you, this motherfucker. Is, <laughs> this is this is always my argument with that. Oh, good. The tip of my dick feels real good played with. I don't need my butthole touched. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We'll All right, and, that. And, and honestly, and honestly, and honestly, if anything feels better than you playing with Pedro, I don't want Pedro. you to fucking... Oh, do y'all not know why my dick's name's Pedro? No, well, oh, Pedro. Okay, are y'all ready? This is going to be real bad. Oh, God. Go for it. He's south of the border. He's a very hard worker. <laughs> And when he gets off, he likes to take siestas. He's also been known to hit a fat bitch or two. <laughs> oh, man. That's I fucking awesome. hate you, Josh. Oh, that's no. so good. I ju- I- that's, shit. Funny that's funny as fuck. I know. But also, by the I way, I, by the way, love Spanish women. I love them. I love them. You never have to fix your flower bits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with oh you. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. You're stupid. Well, thank you for having us, Josh. This is where she says so this is where fun. she says I've got to go. Yeah, uh, I'm out of here. Please oh, revert look, back. Hank. Please revert back to where I said I talk shit to the people I like the most in this world. Hank, Hank wants to be on. Oh, panky. She's not even speaking to me now. She's so mad. Oh no, no. I really don't fucking she, care. She referenced the dog know. before she referenced me saying, <laughs> by the way, please go back and listen to where I said I talk shit the most of the people I love in this world. Yes, absolutely. I I'm fucking with you. I'm trying to make you oh awkward right now. I was trying to, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm succeeded. cool with it. I don't know what you want me to say. You want me to get pissed? Because I won't. I don't want you to get pissed. I don't want you to get pissed. I definitely don't want a reaction from a Spanish woman. Uh, y'all are the oh, most- she'll fucking cut you. Like, I will fucking, I'll cut you, but she'll cut you. Say, <laughs> like- I think what you just said was more racist than what I said. You just said that she is hateful. She's mean. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm just fucking with y'all. Colombian I'm women. Spicy were fucking trash. Are you? Co- are you? Spicy. Hold on. Hold on. She just said, "Are you Colombian?" Yes. Oh, I, wh- I'm absolutely she? fucking psycho. Are you single? I'm pretty chill are, though. Are you a single Colombian? Yes, I am. Oh, I'm driving through North Georgia in just a couple. Oh days. my fucking god! Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that'd be really fun. We should get dinner sometime. That'd be. We really, definitely can. Be cool. Please do it. Please, one of, so that I one, can live through this. One of my. Everybody, and then we're hanging up. I swear, because this is getting way out of there. Like, everybody's got their go-to when it comes to porn or whatever. I shit you not. Brazilians oh and Colombians. <laughs> I, I shit I you it. not. I love them. I love yep. them. My shin's so skitty, or shitty. 
I call it trailer. <laughs> I don't know. I have such shitty skin, like trailer park skin. I like looking at those beautiful fucking women. Ah, y'all are the most beautiful women. There it on the is. Planet. I've been oh, waiting this whole episode for that to come out. This whole episode. Oh, the cat noises. <laughs> Every episode it comes out somehow weird fucking noises and you made it what an hour and you just right that was pretty good who made who made a cat noise she does she does every every episode and it's in our intro yeah (laughs) because it's her thing and it makes sense it always makes sense but this is the longest I've ever heard her go without making it right it's like I don't know it's it's like a verbal tick (laughs) cat in heat noises. I started talking about some dirty shit and all of a sudden and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, this? I appreciate that compliment. Yeah. You're, you're uh, very welcome. Colombian and Brazilian women are pretty, pretty Fuck. delicious, pretty gorgeous. I like the ass on most of them. Some some reason y'all like have the fattest asses of all time. Oh, thank you. That's literally why they're called Brazilian yeah. butt lifts because of y'all's asses. Every white bitch on this planet wants to have that ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't relate. I'm a basic, <laughs> I'm a basic white bitch with blonde hair and brown eyes. That's got like you got big titties. Yeah, that's true. But well, my yeah. genetics just gave me a little dick of racism and a drinking problem. <laughs> oh my god! So anyway, all right. No. So we're, and, uh, <laughs> tell them <laughs> tell them the name of your podcast again, and then your social media links so they can go look y'all up. So I'm Harley, and our podcast is Two Broads One Podcast. We're on Instagram at two broads, one pod. Uh, we have a link also with that that has, um, wow, I can't even fucking talk. That has all of our platforms. We are literally anywhere you can find a podcast. That is literally where we're at. It's like mm-hmm. you can find us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all that jazz. Oh, and I'm shit. at uh, Jess C. James, J-A-I-M-E-S. And Harley, what's your handle? Oh, yeah. I guess uh, <laughs> at underscore Harley G with two e's but that's like every platform i have has the same username so well ladies this is that this is actually one of my favorite shows uh i i think y'all two are very talented y'all keep doing what you're doing y'all got a y'all got a good ass future if y'all keep this banner up between the two of y'all yeah thanks so much i appreciate you thanks again for having us on this was fun y'all let me know y'all are definitely a once a month now yes uh, i'm here for it fuck y'all talk about buttholes more Oh my God. Never mind. They will never be back. <laughs> you ruined on the show. it, Harley. <laughs> you ruined it. All right, folks. Well, thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. We'll see you in Nashville next week.